Welcome, welcome to today's podcast. My name is Corey Woods, and we're going to talk about stories. Dun, dun, dun. For those who are new to this podcast, we talk about all sorts of things. Thank you for being here, and I'm happy to be here. And for those who are listening, storytelling is a very, very important, vital part of your journey. And I want to share some things with you, and especially if you are a life coach who is studying to grow a business, or if you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, storytelling is how you build trust with your clients ahead of time. So I want to put that plug in to remind you that who you are and the story that you come up, come with is a beautiful thing and people want to know you. So when you're whatever you're selling, right, whatever product, service that you offer, you have to remember people are buying you because they trust you. And so when you are willing to be open and share with other people and vulnerable with who you are, and the story of you, that's how you can create trust. People want to know you. And storytelling has been, I don't know, around forever, as long as humans have walked this planet, from way back when to ancient civilizations and modern societies. It's been a huge part of our human culture. It's a way that we connect and that we empathize and we understand one, each, one another. My words, I have to slow down because I already feel like I'm talking too fast. Okay, so sharing our experiences and our struggles and even our triumphs, they're just they're ways to inspire other people and provide a sense of belonging and hope for others. And so whether or not you are used to sharing with other people's stories or you consider yourself seasoned in this area, or if you're hesitant to start sharing, either way, this episode is for you. And so I remember when I started learning about, you know, the importance of sharing our stories. I want to say it was a time of personal struggle and I've never really been a quiet person, but I've also, I, I consider myself, I like to observe. And so even though I'm more extroverted and I get a lot of energy from being around people, I still tend to be very quiet. And so a lot of times I would just observe people and I would observe our, my surroundings before I would engage. And so being vulnerable felt, I don't know, scary. <laughs> I'm sure you guys can relate. And vulnerability is is very, very, it's a key aspect of storytelling. And because it's about letting down your emotional guards and revealing who you truly are. And so when we share those vulnerabilities, we allow people to see the humanity within us. And this is a powerful force for connection. It's important to remember that these experiences and these struggles and insecurities, like none of us are alone in our journey. So when we start to share our stories, from this place of vulnerability, it allows other people to feel seen and understood and less alone. And that is a like that's such a beautiful way to like to look at it because it's so completely natural to feel apprehensive about sharing who we are, the stories that we come with, especially when they involve moments of vulnerability. And I just want to remind you that everyone's story is unique and it is valuable. So no matter how big or small your experiences are, it doesn't even matter what you've done with your life. You can have a profound impact on someone else's life. There's immense power in relatability. And I remember one of my friends used to, he will, I don't, he doesn't used to, but he always says that there's power in agreeing with people and not because you have to agree with what you're saying, but just meeting them like where they're at and what it is that you're sharing with each other. 
And so you never know who actually might find solace or inspiration in the journey that you're sharing. So for anyone who's maybe hesitant to start telling people who they are, sharing their story online or writing a book, start with sharing your story with a close friend or a family member which you trust. And for me, I consider myself an open book. If people want to listen, I have things to say. However, this past year, <laughs> as as I went through some massive healing experiences, I realized that there were still parts of me that I was afraid to be seen. And so the beauty of telling stories, right, or telling your story is that there's not a one-size-fit-all approach. And it depends on your comfort level and the message that you want to convey. There are, you know, more, there are people, how do I say this, stories that maybe seem more controversial, or maybe you have a different take on a very heated subject, so to speak. And yeah, you're not alone in that. Everyone has experienced that in some way or form. And so if you're not wanting to share it maybe verbally, I'd consider just getting on platforms and starting to write your story. Social media is super powerful and it's an amazing tool to reach a broader audience and to remember like this is social media is also a good place to be mindful of like boundaries. Um, I have some friends and you know, (laughs) I know all of you can relate to this where you watch certain people that share anything and everything and you just sit back and you're like, why? (laughs) You just want to ask them why? (laughs) And that maybe sound a little bit judgy, but that's what I mean by boundaries. It's 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 a good place for you to learn, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so if you're comfortable in speaking in front of an audience, you know, maybe start going to local events, ask people if you can volunteer to speak at workshops or even through podcasting. Dun, dun, dun. That's like we are today. Because podcasts, for me, they offer more intimacy. And so and it's a very supportive environment for me to share my own experiences. And so when we listen to other people's stories, a lot of times we gain new perspectives and insights into the lives and experiences other people have. A lot of times that's where most of my insights come is when I'm hearing what other people have gone through. It's very easy to see perhaps my experience through their story. And they have stories have the power to change minds and, and they challenge prejudices and they encourage personal growth every single time. And whenever I hear personally someone else's triumph over adversary, that's the story that, you know, I want to read about because that's what feels inspiring to face my own challenges with courage and resilience. And I'm a very big fan of romance movies. I mean, I watch them very intentionally because I always know What's going to happen at the end? The girl's going to get the guy. The guy's going to get the girl, right? We know. And one of my favorite movies, Never Been Kissed. (laughs) Like, I still can watch that probably every day. I love that movie. But, you know, about it's about this girl who just was nerdy, that went back to high school, that ended up falling in love with a teacher, but she was an adult because she was disguised as a high school student. She never had been kissed before. And so in these movies, they tend to – you watch all of the struggle that she's going through. And like, it's like you can feel her struggle as you're watching her movie and her experience. And then of course she gets a guy at the end, but it didn't come without struggle, right? And I love, that's what I mean by like people want to be involved in the things that you go through. It's just so fascinating and captivating. And um, and this is just a reminder it doesn't matter. Like your story 
matters, period. And I would encourage you not to underestimate the power of your experiences and the emotions that come with your experience. And so by sharing your story, you can create a ripple effect of positive change even. you It helps for me, it helps embrace my own vulnerability and it finds my voice. And like my story, it just allows it to shine. And, and oftentimes, like it creates a spotlight for the parts of me that I'm maybe not ready to share. And you never know whose life you're going to touch and whose heart you might heal or whose spirit you might uplift. And that I've experienced on so many levels. I mean, I started when I became a life coach. This was probably my main tool that I used on social media platforms is I went out there or I put myself out there just by sharing my experiences, the things that I was growing, the things that I was learning, all the the really hard challenges that I was experiencing because I started my life coaching business and I literally worked from my car. And for those who had been following for a while, we, at the time we had filed bankruptcy, lost everything. Seven of us were sharing a one bedroom, you know, in a, we were in a one bedroom and we uh, we didn't have a car. I didn't have money to pay my bills. Like the the list can go on, right? And I've shared this before in previous episodes, but I essentially, looking back and having some hindsight and sharing that, I was able to show people like, this is what could happen when you go all in on you and when you go all in on the thing that you feel called to do. Because for me, life coaching was a calling from God. So I went all in. I didn't know anything different. I was even though we had nothing and my ex-husband at the time wasn't working and he didn't want to go out and get a job, I wasn't going to go work at Walmart. I got the call. So I'm going to build this business. <laughs> and it was the perfect place for me to learn how to build a coaching business. I had no excuses at that point, but to figure out how to help people, how to serve people, how to grow a life coaching business. And so um, with that in mind, Some of the questions I like to think about and sometimes like that I like to ponder is when, how do I say this? It's like, at what point do you start to change your story? Because I got really used. So when you have, when you, okay, I want you to imagine like the things that you're experiencing, whether it be, or the very hard times I should say that you've experienced. I'll give you, I'm going to give you guys from my own experience. Okay. When I went through a divorce, we're going to, I'm going to take a deep breath. I want to share this part of my journey with you about my divorce and what I learned about storytelling and when to reframe and when to change your story because you are in charge of the narrative. I guess that's what I'm wanting you to understand about sharing your story is that you are always in charge of the, of the narrative that you share with people. And so when I went through a divorce, it was super traumatic in every single way possible. And for those who've been through it, you understand. And I'm not wanting to compare trauma in any way when I say this, but it was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever been through. If I felt like I died a thousand deaths internally, definitely identity deaths, definitely like grieving the life that I thought I'd have, grieving the life that I that I had, but I thought looked different. <laughs> I mean, you name it, it was just a very traumatic experience. And so I was very nervous because I had decided early on in my divorce that I didn't want to lead conversations with people about how hard it was. 
you know, there was this part of me and where I was in my own personal journey that I didn't want to lead the conversations with this sucks. And I complain about this and F this about my ex-husband and like, and I didn't want to talk bad about him. I didn't want to talk bad about the situation. I mean, I was just in this, I mean, everyone wanted to know why I got divorced. That, that was the question that I got a lot. And I didn't know how to explain to them that, well, it all started when I was six years old, right? And I developed this belief about myself because the checklist and the drama that that was happening during the time that my marriage was ending wasn't as important to me as remembering that I made this decision and God gave me the green light to go and that's what mattered, right? But I still had a whole lot of trauma to talk through. And so I had a really good friend, Sarah. I love you if you're listening. She was telling me, she said, Corey, you need to share your story until you're ready to change it. Because I had this idea that like, okay, if I wanted to be able to talk about, you know, my experience that I went through divorce, not in a positive light, but I didn't want to take the role of being like this victim, right? (laughs) Oh, what was me? (laughs) I knew that like consciously I was trying to make that decision and yet I was still suffering and I needed to talk about how I felt. And so she said, she encouraged me. She's like, just find a friend or find someone who is ready and willing to listen as much and as long as you need to. And that was an incredibly powerful advice for me because it was an, it became an outlet for me to be able to talk about the frustrations that I was experiencing, the newness of it all. The, I had a lot to complain about apparently back then. <laughs> and there was just a lot that I was still figuring out and navigating. And I didn't, I didn't know how to navigate it very well. And so I shared my story of heartache and grief and in the place of being heartbroken and grieving. That's what I'm saying. So I was sharing that part of my story and I talked about it with, I had a handful of friends and they were incredible powerhouses of women that held the space for me to just fall apart as much as I needed to. And then I remember that there was a time when I was ready to shift my story the way that I talked about it, the way that I saw it, the way that I was approaching my life, the way that I was making decisions um, through this healing and this grieving process, but it did take some time. So I want to remind you, and the reason I share this, this piece of my journey with you, because our stories are powerful. In fact, our words are powerful. And so what you're putting out into the universe and the energy that you're sharing your story with, that there is a time and a place for your stories to be heard. And now where I'm at is I can share the same experiences that I was and what I was going through, like say a year ago, but I I feel different. So I, I'm sharing it from a, like a more whole and complete and uh, peaceful place versus reactive and angry and frustrated place like I was last year. So I still have the same story, but I've also noticed that the story of my divorce is is the way that I talk about it still matters. Like it still matters to me. The way that I share with people, you know, when they ask questions or they're looking for advice or I'm coaching people, you know, even through their own divorce, um, our words are very, very powerful. And so um, how do you know? Like that's the question is like, well, how do you know when it, it's time to start shifting the narrative? And this advice is given to a lot of people 
I think it's a general advice. It wasn't given to me. I learned it after I got divorced. But they say that if the pain of staying is greater than the pain of leaving, that's when you know it's time to get a divorce. And I think I want to use that saying and apply it to when you know it's time to shift your story. Is your story keeping you in a place? Is it is it causing you to be someone that you don't want to be? Is it causing you to look at things? Um, is, is it causing depression, anxiety, anger, frustration? All of which are not problems, by the way. But remember, you are in charge. You get to decide. And something that I learned that when, I w- when I'm done, I'm done. And so I was very, very intentional. I wanted to be done sharing the very victim part of my experience with people. So I just shared it all the time. Anyone who was ready to listen and then all of a sudden something clicked inside of me and I was like, I'm done. It's not my story anymore. In fact, my story with my divorce is that he did nothing to me. He did nothing to me. Whereas before... I wanted him to be the problem. Do you guys see the difference? In that's what I mean by the words and the power and the way that we convey our stories. So it is very important to honor where you're at. And it's very important to even be honest with yourself. Some of us, I wanted to be the victim. Let me give you an example. So when I say be honest with where you're at is I wanted to be the victim. I wanted to be the victim of the story and I wanted him to be the villain. And I was very cautious and careful on who I shared that part of me with because it mattered. Because just like me, God loves my ex-husband just as much as God loves me and every other human on this planet. You know, you have all of you have all of these awarenesses of humanity. And I and I was able to see and look through the lens of trauma. And I, you know, I had all the tools. I had years of experience of doing self-development and growth. I had already been through like, I don't know, years of therapy and trying, you know, I had all these reasons and yet I was, I still wanted to be the victim. And so when I finally got to that place of where I no longer cared to be the victim or the victor, I just wanted to be me. I kept asking myself this question, okay, well, who do I want to be? And that is a powerful question when you're asking yourself or when you're about to start sharing your stories, who do you want to be in the story? Who do you want to be? Are you being honest with yourself? What energy do you want to portray? What, what are you trying to do with what you're sharing? And, um, and those are just some fun questions to kind of do like a self-evaluation and a check-in with yourself. But As you start to share, like I'm going to call it your updated story, it's important to surround yourself with a supportive community that's going to help you make that significant difference, someone who is going to hold you accountable per se. And I really don't believe in accountability buddies, accountability buddies, (laughs) I don't even know how to say that. I don't believe in accountability partners, but I do believe in having friendships where they're going to hold me accountable whether or not I ask them. And so when I started sharing my new and updated version of my divorce with people, with the right people will help validate your experience and encourage your growth. And it's still okay to continue the professional help and get coaching or therapy or counseling. Um, if, especially if you feel like changing your narrative is challenging. And I want to emphasize that when you start to change your story and you start to change your narrative, it's a journey. It's a muscle that you have to develop and it's okay to take your time. 
So always, always be patient with yourself and celebrate every step of progress that you're making along the way, because you have the complete power to shape your narrative and create a story that empowers you and that inspires you, especially when we get stuck and say, I don't know, I have clients, I have friends, I'm watching the world, you know, but I see people get in these really depressive episodes, for example, and I'm watching them and I'm holding the space for them. And and if, you know, I'm just watching and observing and thinking, all you need is a change of perspective. You need a reframe. We need to be able to see this differently because the mind is that powerful to change our internal experience when we're willing to look and narrate our story different. Because the more you say, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, the I am exists in the present moment and you're reaffirming something that you're not. By the way, you might be, you might have feelings of depression, but it is depression is not your identity. And I cannot emphasize that enough. So I even would even encourage you that when you are describing how you feel, like if you were to start taking and rewriting your story, be mindful in the way that you identify yourself with emotions. Instead of saying, I am sad, I'm experiencing sadness or I'm feeling sad right? Rather than saying, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm frustrated. Our unconscious mind is hearing that um, at an identity level. And you are not your emotions. You are feeling emotions and your emotions are information um, pieces that are a part of the wholeness of you. So just remember, all of this is a journey and it's supposed to be challenging. So as long as you take that first step into self-awareness, And you're able to see and reflect on your current story and how it's affecting your daily life, maybe. Just start to identify aspects that no longer resonate with your present reality. And so from there, then you could consider the new narrative that you would like to embrace or maybe a narrative that aligns with your growth and your strengths and your aspirations and your value system. And so once you have that new narrative in mind, just start incorporating it in your life with others. Find that support group, change your thoughts, look at your daily language. I don't necessarily believe in affirmations, but they can be powerful in in reinforcing positive self-perceptions. But for them to be powerful, you have to already be in a good mood. You have to already be in a positive mood for positive affirmations to work. And uh, just consistently remind yourself of your new story and really feel into the emotion of your new story, and it will be more ingrained into your mindset. So with that, I want to thank you for spending time with me today and talking about our stories. You are a powerful individual. You are as badass as anyone I have ever met. Thank you for joining me. If you are interested in uh, working with me, you can find me at, or you can email me at Corey, C-O-R-R-I-E, at coreywoodscoaching.com. I am offering free coaching on every Friday for the month of August. I will put my um, link in the show notes. So if you want to sign up for a free session, come and bring your biggest problem and we'll actually get to the root of what your real problem is. Have a great day.